Welcome, everybody, to the Christmas After Party Podcast. Let's get this thing turned up with some yin-yang twins. If you don't know who they are, then you're about to learn, okay? Oh, man. Welcome, everybody. Oh, I got the new camera angles. Let's pause that. I got the new camera angles and everything. Oh, I decided to have some fun. That's what I wanted to do with this episode. I was like, man, what can I add to this? And oh, 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 oh. What can I bless the people with more that listen and watch this this podcast? And the gift that keeps on giving is the angles. Oh, yeah. I learned that little technique, you know, where you, you know, where you tell you like, because I mean, God bless me, you know, I got my dad's genetics. We both got that jaw, that ginormous mouth. Uh, and so uh, I learned that little trick where, you, you know, you take your tongue and you put it at the roof of your mouth and you do that and you know your little neck skin or little neck fat or whatever is right there. Just mm, clenches and tightens and oh, look at that. Ah, get that in there. Oh, like, yeah, right there. Ah. I don't even know what it looks like right now, but I can't wait to edit it. All the angles this Christmas season. All the Christmas after party. Thank y'all uh, for tuning in. Uh, to you by, uh, brought to you by Yin Yang Twins. That's what's up. I <laughs> do the Yin Yang Twins. They are so... They're just... They don't even rap, really. They just get you jazzed up. And that's what I love about the holiday season. Like, uh, you know, Mariah Carey, cool, awesome. Uh, you got uh, the classics um, of Christmas and stuff like that that always keep popping up. But the Yin Yang Twins, the underrated duo for the Christmas season with uh, Deck the Club. So I just tuned y'all into that. I mean, <laughs> I love crazy lyrics. That's really what it is. Like, I, I pulled up their lyrics to this song because I don't know it kind of gets blended in after a while with the beat and stuff and I'm just you know uh, they literally start out uh, their first chorus with uh, uh, Merry Christmas no 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 that's that's the second oh it's one potato two potato three potato four that's that's their punch there's their intro into the chorus like after the chorus they their first just hot fire bars uh, they kick it off with one potato, two potato, three potato, four. Okay, <laughs> and I'm all about it. I am. I'm all about it. Got the turtleneck under the Christmas sweater, birthday boy. Some of y'all may have seen it. Some of y'all may have not. Uh, if you have, awesome. If you haven't, your eyes are now blessed with the best sweater on the planet. Uh, that is for sure. And uh, the one of the best Christmas songs. Once again, thank you, Yin Yang Twins, for uh, uh, blessing our ears with your just genius lyrics. Um, I mean, let's just go down to the bottom real quick. I was, I mean, I just like to skim over. There was one in here that I was reading earlier. Um, ho, 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 Santa's in the building. Boy, he's so crunk, they say, ah, he's in the ceiling. How can you not get jazzed up on the 25th 
on Jesus's birthday. Like, I mean, yes, on Jesus's birthday, man. Like, how can you not? And I know I'm a little tense right now. You're right, Dawson. Why are you so tensed up? It's because I've worked on Christmas, okay? This is my fun. This is the after party. This is my gift to myself. You know, it, really, Dawson, that's not what the Christmas season's all about. Okay, you can't just gift something to yourself. Well, who said that? Who made that rule? You know the real, th- you know what Christmas is all about. It's about Jesus and what he did for us, okay? Every Instagram post on social media, if you follow a spiritual account, a Christian account, they will let you know what Chris- uh, Christmas is all about, okay? And by the way, you shouldn't be just celebrating that on the 25th. It should be every single day. Every day you wake up and go, yeah, I know what you did, Jesus. Thank you for your endless mercy and grace. I love that dude. I love the two angles. I really hope both cameras work out. That's. I just hope this doesn't fail. I'm filming with the other angles with my iPhone, and um, it says on the internet that the iPhone is capable of doing that. And I cleared all the storage up. And uh, I freed up all the space. I have it plugged in so the battery won't die. And uh, we'll just have to see where it goes. We'll have to see if it stops or uh, if it's just going to, you know, do what it should do. Okay. Do what the internet promised it to do. But man, yeah, just imagine. Ooh, just, uh, I just, just uh, Christmas season with the yin yang twins. I mean, yeah, I'm a little tensed up because I had to work on Christmas. Like I said, uh, just uh, these people people man you know and them and their coffee you know i work at starbucks if you don't you do now you i mean i've, I've talked about the past three three podcast episodes of just me getting back uh, into the customer service industry and it has its perks and it, it has its ups and downs and um you know i just wanted to work on christmas to not only make money but to kind of distract myself uh, from spending my first uh, holiday season alone. I spent Thanksgiving and Christmas alone. Uh, so shout out to my veterans out there that's spent, like, I don't know if this is maybe your eighth, this may be your seventh, who knows? You may, this is maybe your second Christmas alone. Uh, but uh, shout out to y'all. Um, it's tough. It's tough out there. But uh, don't worry. We got the Christmas after party special of, the, uh, of Dawson's Crick right here. So um, hopefully this will bring you more joy and this will be the gift for you. Um, but yeah, the, 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 just people go crazy and and I get it. Okay. I get what it is. Your life sucks. You don't like your life. Okay. It's not going the way that you want it to go. And so you, you just want to have that one thing you want to control in your life. And it's that cup of coffee. Okay. You pull up every morning at the same time, order the same coffee. And you just want it to be right. And you want it to be on time. Not just any time, but your time. Because everything else in your world is crumbling around you and you can't control it. You tried to take the tried to take the reins on that, but you can't. But what you can try to take the reins on, and what your goal is to is to take the reins on that cup of coffee in the morning. And you're gonna do whatever it takes to get it exactly right and exactly on time. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the lady that we failed on December 25th at approximately 
I want to say 11.30. When we had to disappoint her with two things. Not only did we run out of her favorite syrup. But we also. Were closing a little earlier than what she wanted us to close. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we're in your world. And we're just participating in it. And we didn't live up to your standards. She took it out on us, man. That She just took it out. She let us know what was up. She, she came guns a-blazing around the drive-thru. You know, she was cussing. You know, wasn't saying some really godly things on the way. On Jesus' birthday. She was acting like a King Herod on Jesus' birthday. Rolling around. The drive through She pulled up to the window where I was located. And I was there with four others because we knew she was on the edge on Christmas, on Jesus' birthday. And she pulled up like a King Herod. We opened up that window and, oh, we got it. She did give us a $5 tip, though. Oh, she... She, that, that was her conviction, like, literally, like, uh, that's what Jesus' birthday is, you know, you, you start acting up, and he will give you those convictions, and you're like, all right, I'll give you them the five. I apologize for the way I was, I just didn't get my cup of coffee the way, I, we understand, okay? I turned the other cheek, I actually, I mean, I, dude, I didn't have any more cheeks to give at the end, at that point, I was turning so many cheeks. She was hitting left and right, left and my man, my, my mouth is hurting, man. Might be affecting my jawline. Is it affecting it? I don't know. Hopefully not. Maybe it's more chiseled. But yeah, she <laughs> she she got after us on Christmas. And then some other guy got backed into his brand new Audi. Oh man, wasn't he just he was so mad. He let the whole world know that his baby, his prized possession, was just just not not what it intended to be. I mean, I would I mean, I don't blame him. I'll be a little upset. But it's Jesus' birthday, man. You can't forget the celebration for this season. You know, we had I gave her, you know, I gave her that coffee. You know, it's all good now. It's it's all good. But yeah, I man, she she pulled off and all I could think about was just just decking the halls. Just and I was just singing that song by the Ying Yang twins in my head the whole time. Just thinking about just just getting off that shift. You know, I worked five days in a row to try to distract myself. <laughs> I was and it and it worked for a little bit, but then I got home. And Whew, it really it really settled in because I've been through I've been through all the kinds of I've been all through all kinds of Christmases at this point I've been through a divorce Christmas you know how those are that's when that's when Santa was like the news of Santa Claus that was when it was you know you know they were like hey yo we can't be doing Santa Claus anymore Dawson uh, that was my mom she cut that off real quick because she was she was uh she was going into debt trying to keep up with my dad, you know, because they were trying to prove 
where Santa loved, who Santa loved the most, you know, you wake up with two Christmases and, um, you know, you go over to both places. It was a week to week scenario. I go over to my dad's. They're like, look what Santa did over here. You know, I go to my mom. She's like, look what Santa did over here. I was like, man, Santa's gangster, dude. Santa straight up, like he divided like what, I mean, he gave me two years in a row, like two years worth of gifts between, not exactly two, but you know what I'm saying? Like he split it up pretty nicely. I was like, man, what? how did he know to take one of my gifts that I wanted to my mom's place and one of my gifts that I wanted to my dad's place? Like I, he, uh, he's wild, but like he, you know, it was just a competition. So that, that got really separated up real fast of, uh, and then my, my mom had to shut that down. Um, she's like, I can't do this anymore because the, the, uh, I actually, you know what? I'm going to open up and I'm going to tell, <laughs> I'm about to open up and tell y'all a pretty, pretty, uh, cringe. I would say it's, it's, a pre- it's pretty cringy. So I thought, so my dad was really good. My dad was really good about convincing us about Santa Claus. Okay, like I was convinced, like I thought I didn't, I didn't stop believing in Santa Claus until I was like, like, oh man, what, what grade was I in? I want to say I was 13 when I stopped believing in Santa Claus. I know that's a little late. That's a little late. I mean, probably now people would be like, oh, Will Dawson, like, look, my kid's 15 and he still believe they still believe in Santa. Well, I'm about to break it to him right now. Santa's not real, okay? Just get it over with. Pause the video. Pause this podcast. Let the tears roll down. Santa's not real. I'm sorry, okay? Because I'm not going to let this new generation of kids keep on believing in Santa Claus when they're 23, 24 years old and walking around. Like, I, I literally saw, I saw people posting like, hey, when's the age to tell your kid that you shouldn't believe in Santa anymore? And then some somebody posted in the comments like, well, my kid's 16 and he still believes in Santa. 16? So he really believed that, that Santa brought him, bought him his first car? That you didn't? It was Santa Claus? Well, I just want my kid to keep on having that joy, you know? Joy in what? Getting bullied? That kid's going to be going to school going, hey, look what Santa got me. Driving in his new car. They're like, Santa's not real and he's like that's not true that's not true and he's gonna grow up to be like 30 still believing in Santa no we're gonna knock that off real fast no I know my age range that's listening to this podcast no you're not listening to Santa I mean you're not believing in Santa anymore okay it's done it's cut off I know just let the tears roll down it's okay okay Santa wasn't there with Jesus in the manger okay I know I thought that I did, you know, that, I forgot what book that was, it, it was a little book, and it had Santa in the manger with the, the, uh, the wise men, and frankincense and myrrh, you know, and Santa was right there next to Jesus, and I thought Jesus and Santa were like this, at 13, I thought Jesus and Santa were like this, man, and uh, I asked my mom for the hardest gift of all, I was like, I want a special necklace, I want to, I want to, <clears throat> It's a hundred percent true story. It's a little. It's hard to get out because it's just one of those things that I don't want to have to talk about because it's it's a little it's a little uh, cringy. 
It really is. But this is just how hardcore my dad was in the manipulating scheme that he pulled with the Santa Claus thing. And that's why I'm so hardcore with people not believing in Santa at a certain age. Okay. He, he fooled me back into it. Like I was starting to not believe in it. And then all of a sudden my dad was like, nah, we're bringing it back. And he fooled me, man. I believed him. He told me, he was like, Dawson, Santa and Jesus are like this. Okay. They know, and this is when my dad was starting to get really religious. He's like, they're like this. You know, he got remarried and stuff. And, um, like I had a little stepsister, so that's why we kept the Santa thing going. But like, it's one thing to keep the Santa thing going and pretending for her. But like he made, he, he, I don't know how announcements. If you'd like to keep up to date with where I'm performing next, please follow me on all social medias, which will be linked in the description, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, uh, as well as my email will be in the description. And that is for, if you would like to send me a funny story, just anything, anything, and it might make an appearance on another episode of Dawson's Crick. Who knows? Also, if you think I would be a potential booking uh, and you need an entertainer, you know, that's why the email is there for as well. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe. I love each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all for supporting this podcast and continue with the episode. We were walking around school believing in saying why everybody else was like, yo, dude, we know what's up. <laughs> and so I asked my mom for the hardest gift of all. And I wrote this long letter talking about, like, I wanted this cross necklace from uh, from Jesus. Like, I wanted specifically, I don't know where my mind was going, but I wanted this cross necklace from Jesus, specifically from Jesus. You know, I wanted this, I wanted this uh, like, necklace or bracelet or whatever from, uh, from, from Jesus. You know, I wanted specially, you know. Because I, I don't know. I don't know what was going through my mind. But I was like, if Jesus and Santa are this tied, then I got to be getting some. I'd rather have something from Jesus than Santa, you know. So I was like, I want this special little, you know, thing. So I can be walking around school going, hey, guys, look what I got from Jesus. Jesus gave me this specifically for me. And that's what my mom had. To, uh, my mom went through with it. Like, I think it's crazy that she went. It's a hair, hair in my face. It, uh, it's kind of crazy that she went through with it, actually. I'm so, so surprised. But she went to, she told me she went to CVS. She got this, like, what would Jesus do bracelet? Some cross necklace thing. I think it was a cross necklace, but, you know, we'll just say it was basically the same categories of what would Jesus do bracelet because back in that day that's when what would Jesus do bracelets like were very popular you can get them customizable strap whatever and then she wrote this sweet letter back I wish I still had it because it was a very sweet letter it was just like hey Dawson this is Jesus (laughs) here's your cross necklace that you wanted Dude, it's so bad. It is. It's so bad. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, that's why I'm trying to deliver this message. It's not good for kids to believe in Santa past like what ten, or you're gonna end up looking stupid like me, and I'm just gonna ask for like some something specific from Jesus. I know a lot of y'all are probably like, oh, Dawson, that was so sweet. That's so sweet of you. Oh, but to me, man, that was oh, me thinking about that. I think about that. Like you know, there's those things. That like kind of roll back into your mind and you just kind of like get like you shiver a little bit. That's one of those stories. Like I could be driving 
and then all of a sudden, randomly, I can, you know, you can't control your thoughts sometimes, and all of a sudden like that, you know, something cringe from the past rolls in, that rolls into my mind, and I just go like this, and gives me chills, and I kind of like, I, I do this, and I try to tilt my head a little bit, and you hope that it comes out your ear, and it never comes back, but it's like earworm, dude, it's like, it just stays there, you can't do anything about it, you know, you just tilt your head, you hope it goes out, so hopefully by me releasing that story, and making it, you know, notified to the public for the first time ever, like, literally, that's the first time that I came clean about that story, I've never told anybody else about that, I don't even think my best friends know that story. Yeah, I don't yeah, my best friends don't even know that story, okay? So um Yeah, that yeah, my friends back in Arkansas, they don't know that story at all. Yeah, I don't think anybody knows. Well, now everybody knows. So there we go. Merry Christmas. After party. Let's go. Oh, one potato, two potato, three potato, four. Speaking of gifts, my white elephant gift was amazing this year. I had to come up with it quick because I've never done a white elephant gift exchange before. You know, I, I joined this young adults group and that's what they were doing before everybody left for Christmas and uh, joined the families and stuff like that and for the holidays. And so they wanted to do a white elephant gift exchange. Awesome. Didn't know what that was. And so I looked it up and... I'm the gag gift kind of side. I'm the funny gift kind of side because that's what you're supposed to do, okay? You're supposed to put a funny gift in white elephant gift exchange. Like, it's supposed to be funny or it's supposed to be stupid. Um, But apparently when you're like in a Christian young adults group or some like everybody feels bad about just giving them some like a, a, a dumb unusable gift. So everybody balled out. Uh, and I was worried. I was really worried for a second because first off, I couldn't really wrap my gift properly. And I'm terrible at wrapping anyways. And I only had so much tape to go through. And you know the struggle with when you barely have any tape. And so it's just like, I, I basically just crumbled it into the wrapping paper. And then I just stuffed it into the Target bag. And um, I just went with that. So it was tied into a Target bag. So you already know it's going to be trash. No one's going to pick that up. Like, even if I put a bow on it, anybody would be like, ah, nah, that's going to be like the last gift that I pick up. Well, um, I get there and everybody has to, dude, some people know how to wrap a gift. How someone needs to teach me how to wrap a gift. Well, like it doesn't make any sense to me. Like the, the rapology, do you have to take a class or something? Like, I'm telling you, some of these people know how to wrap a gift. It is pretty. Like, I, there's gifts that I didn't even want to unwrap. Like, I had a gift in my lap, and they were like, hey, Dawson, you got to open it. I'm like, why? The wrapping is so beautiful on this. I don't want to destroy this. I just want to put this on, like, a mantle. Speaking of uh, gifts, I'm a winner. Yeah, that's right. If you're watching this, I got a duck. I won, you know, the little crane thing. You know, I'm not, look, I'm not one to really win a lot of stuff. I have bad, I guess I just have, uh, I don't really believe, I don't believe in luck. But, like, I have bad, uh, I just don't, I'm just not, I'm just not good with bets. Okay? Let's just put it that way. 
when it comes to gambling and stuff like that, I'm a, I lose. And so that crane thing, it's a gamble. Well, guess what? Your boy won a duck. Put that right there. You're only supposed to get one, but I went down there and reached and grabbed that thing. That claw blessed me with two. I, I was like, there's no way. Dawson just got two? I'm not good with games. Like this, there's just no way. So boom, there you go. It's on it's on there now. Speaking of putting stuff on the out in the open for everybody to see, you know, flexing it. So yeah, that's what I wanted to do with some of these people's presents because they just know how to wrap a gift. So I come in with my gift and uh, I just kind of set it by everybody's not set it up on top. And uh, they're like, you know, they don't really say anything. And I was like, look, I don't know how to rap. I ran out of tape. You know, you're just trying to make an excuse for having your being a bad rapper. You know, just like, look, I don't have any tape. That's really what it was. You know, I ran out of tape and, you know, it just kind of slipped at the cracks and, you know, it just it, things happened. They were like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I got through that, you know, sweated a little bit. But then they started the white elephant gift exchange thing. And so they started going by birthdays or whatever. And people started picking up gifts. The first five to six gifts that were opened were actually solid quality gifts. Like a mini pool table, uh, a mini hockey puck table thing there was like some chick-fil-a cards like ten dollars a piece on those things like they were actually good gifts and i'm over here like bro they're about to open mine and i'm about to feel bad they're about to make me feel bad because i'm the only one that brought like a like a, a gag gift basically you know something that's useless everybody else was psyched they were like trying to trade already i'm like no one's trading mine Okay, they're going to cry when they get mine then. Well, some uh, somebody picked it up, you know, un- like they opened it. And it, it, and I've got to say, though, I was proud of it. And it worked out. It worked out uh, because they loved it. And so that's all it really mattered. It was a mirror. Okay, I, I got a handheld mirror. And on the back of it, I put my Christmas card. If you haven't seen my Christmas card, bam, just popped it up there um, because I can edit like that. Um, and so I, um, I have my Christmas card on the back and then on the front is, you know, it's the mirror. And when you look at yourself, so I took mirror, like the mirror marker stuff. And I wrote, remember the only real gift people need is you. And then I had my Christmas card slapped on the back. And so every time they look at themselves, they could see that they're the gift and whatever. Please like, subscribe, comment. And share if you have time. It got traded twice. I think it was just a, uh, I think it was just a kind of like a checkmate kind of thing that they were playing the game because I think you can trade a gift three times before it's locked and secured. And so they were, they used mine as a pawn. I actually just got traded off once, but I was like, man, someone wanted it. And they're like, nah, I just was trying to help them out. Um, it is what it is, but killed White Elephant this year. My first ever White Elephant gift exchange. Check off the list. Amazing. It was fun. Just absolutely destroyed in it. Um, oh, uh, man. I, dude, I don't know. Dude, I've been just tired. 
for the boost. Of, I had, I had, you know, there's one of those stretches that just brings energy back into your life. I had one of those. Like, dude, I just, before I started this podcast, I, I had a sip of black coffee. Black, just straight black coffee. Look, if you're in your early 20s and you are drinking black coffee, you've seen some stuff. You've dealt with some things. And look, I and look, I've I was on Christmas alone, and so now, now when you when you spend a holiday, when you spend holidays alone, and you you do it for the first time, there's no more creamer in your coffee from now on. You're just having black coffee. They're just like, Yo, Dawson, you okay? I'm just like, Nah, dude. I, I'm all good. I spent the holidays alone. Yeah, Christmas, Thanksgiving, probably New Year's, alone. I earned this black coffee. Yeah, you have to earn black coffee. You just can't. Like, people don't like it because they didn't earn it yet. They got to put creamer in it all the time. But when you earn the black coffee and you actually live some life, you got to pay your bills, you work 40 hours a week, you're grinding all the time, you go through those tough trials and seasons, that black coffee starts tasting pretty good. It starts tasting better than coffee with creamer in it delicious stuff oh but yeah that was <laughs> that's what i have right now i just have that black coffee through my veins baby um but uh i just got done reading first samuel i know i've talked about that like i think i talked about the at least the last podcast for sure maybe i dabbled into it the podcast before but i finally finished it it took me a little over a month okay yeah i know i'm trying to get like if you know i'm trying to set a new goal of getting through the whole Bible and intentionally trying to get through all of it and read through all the books. And uh, so I can check First Samuel off my list after over a month of me reading through that thing. Okay, I get it. You know, I had some off days where I wasn't reading consistently, get off my back, okay? But I got through it. And uh, I got to say, whenever, have you ever had a moment where like when you end like reading a book, it could be any book. It doesn't even just have to be the Bible. It could be any book. You just read it. And at the very end, you're kind of just like kind of sad that it's over because you just spent so much time like in depth reading it, like taking notes or, or just in depthly reading it and just taking your time until you're just kind of sad. You're kind of like, man, that was, that was a good, that's how I felt after first Samuel. That book was fire. I love that book. Um, Every book you should love in the Bible, but like that one in particular, I mean, it's because it was speaking to the season that I'm in and, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I other people could be, have this like similar brain, but I feel I have a, my brain processes scripture a little bit different than what other people, like it just observes or it just processes it differently. Like, I Am I the only one who thinks dating um, and getting married was simpler back in the Bible? Am I the only one? Because I think it was. And I I don't I don't know. It's just I feel like dating now it's a lot of like you gotta you know you gotta go ask them out and they gotta look at you they gotta check you out they gotta be like is he worth it? And then after that, the, then you get to that phase and they're like, okay, I'll agree to go get coffee with you. So then they have coffee. Then you got to talk for hours, you know, get passed through that whole stage of like, oh, hey, are we on common ground? 
you know, do our personalities, you know, kind of simulate and, you know, kind of, you know, match each other. It's like a whole process. It's just, it's just a lot. And like back in the Bible times, it was just like, it just, to me, it just feels like, bam, so-and-so got married. You're like, where did this person come from? How did they even meet? You know? You know, I know a lot of it's like families and stuff like that. They're just like, hey, I think you should be good for him. And then they never argued with the parents. Like, have they ever? Like, really? Jim Jim from, uh, Jim from down the Nazarene, dude. Like, I don't, well, it's not, it wouldn't be Jim because it would be like, Jim F from Nazarene. I, I don't want to date Jim F. Jim, Jim Matthewell. Okay, I don't want to date Jim Matthewell from, from down the Nazarene, okay? Um, he just doesn't seem like my type. And the parents are just like, well, tough. You got to. I don't, has there ever been that? I don't know. But what I what I do know and what I've read is just it just seems like it was a smoother process. It was just like, it is what it is. Like, they didn't argue. They just didn't have a fit. They were just like, well, we'll make this work. And they, they made it work. But I'm just saying, like, I found my hallmark dating moment in the Bible. I found my hallmark just like, just, it's like one of those things where, like, when I read it, I was like, man, what, what, like, God's a savage. Like, I, and that's why I had to bring out my notes, man. I had to bring out my notes just to, so, um, I do these things called hero journals. And so, after each chapter, I do like a, I, I, uh, the H is for like all the verses that like stick out to me. The E is the explanation part. Uh, the A is the apply where the, the application I get out of it. Um, and the R is the respond like, uh, like praying, you know, I pray over the scripture that I read. Um, take that. Um, it helped me so much. It transformed my Bible reading experience, hands down, best decision uh, switching to this kind, of, and it was shown for my college minister. Shout out to my mentor back in Arkansas, the AR, um, the goat. Yeah, he showed me this, and it's just it has changed the way that I read. And so for my explanation, um, we'll we'll just I'm just gonna read my explanation first. Um, so it was First Samuel chapter 25. Um, if you get a chance to read all of it, I recommend it. But if you just want to read one chapter and just read this chapter, please go back and read First Samuel chapter 25. Just savage. So David, uh, at this point, David, to give you a little background, at this point, David is, uh, he's running from Saul. Saul's trying to kill him. Saul is the old king, and um, Samuel's like, yo, dude, David, he's going to overthrow you. He's going to be the new king. He's God, God chose him now because you're, you're acting up. You're not being what God wants you to be. You're, you're, being selfish, dude. And Saul's like, uh. And so Saul's having a hissy fit now and trying to go kill David. And my boy David's over here. He's got like, I think at this point, he's got like 300 men on his side. And, you know, he's just like trying to run around and, you know, get away from Saul. You know, the dude's trying to kill him. So at this point, he's going and trying to find help. And so in my explanation, David seeked help from an old friend named Nabal. Uh, for food and supplies, since David did a favor for him in the past, Nabal just insulted him and uh, and brought him nothing. Now, to give you more clarification, let's put this in like it, what always helps me understand these things. 
in the in the Bible, the stories in the Bible is always putting it in like a modern explanation. So just imagine you have a pretty solid friend. Okay, you may not be close as you once were, but at one time you did something for that friend. Okay, years later, down the road, you're in trouble. You're stuck in a you're stuck in a bind. Okay, and you go up to that friend. And you're like, hey, dude, I need your help. I know you can help me. Can you help me out? And they just look at you and they go. <laughs> no, you're on your own, dude. That would suck. I would be furious. You would be furious. You would be furious. Much like David was furious. He was. And he goes right into it. Uh, David got really mad. He sent his messenger. His messenger came back and it made David really mad of what he heard. Uh, David vowed to kill all his men uh, and servants uh, for the betrayal he felt until uh, Abigail, Nabal's wife. So so David was like, dude, I'm about to go kill everybody in your tribe. Or in your, like all your servants and stuff. I'm about to go. <clears throat> ching, ching. <clears throat> and I would take David's vow seriously. Okay. I mean, he's got God on his side, son. So, I mean, that's what's up. That's just number one. Um, <laughs> and so Abigail, Nabal's wife, came out um, whenever she... Um, heard about what Nabal did. She brought all of them uh, food and supplies and told uh, David not to, you know, take revenge um, on Nabal for she knew that it would tarnish his image uh, in Israel as king. Good job, ladies. Good job. As a reminder, you know, the guy is flooded with anger at this moment and then the woman comes out and just like, hey, yo, calm down. Calm down. I know, I know Nabal, I know Nabal, you know, my, my husband, he, he did you wrong. I don't agree with what he did, but this is going to tarnish your image. I feel like there needs to be more people like that, okay? More women like that, more guys like that, more people like that in general. Like before someone does something quick, you know, you go over there and comfort them, bring them a charcuterie board and be like, look, I know they did you wrong, but I probably wouldn't lash out like that right now because it's going to like, it's not going to end well for you. It's going to make you look more bad. You know, maybe in the moment it might feel great, but like in the end, it's going to make you look worse. And so, you know, he listened uh, and uh, he calmed down and thanked Abigail. And then this is where the part that God comes in, right? So God's like, you know, I got Nabal. And so God soon struck down Nabal dead for his actions and David Oh, <laughs> and then David married Abigail. So then right after David's like, all right, cool. I'm just going to stay back. I'm going to let you do your thing. God, God goes, all right, cool. Nabal died and then uh, for, de- died for his actions. And then David uh, got to marry Abigail. Dude, how savage is that? How savage? Like, you know, you're just, man, just imagine, dude. <laughs> David's out there. He's waiting. He's got a charcuterie board with his buddies. Passing around. Next thing you know, <laughs> he already knows what's going to happen. He hears the, oh, Nabal's dead. What's up? And all of a sudden, Abigail's like, man, my husband's dead. And he's just like, don't worry, girl. Every kiss begins with K. Just boom, here's a ring. Join my tribe. You're my wife now. Like, what? No arguing, no nothing. She joined. Okay? Dating and marrying was so much simpler back then. Let's just put it that way. 
And that's my Hallmark movie experience right there. Like, that's the one that brings a tear down my eye, not the one of, like, where they get back together and they're off and on and he goes one way and tries to date another girl, but it just doesn't work out. So then he comes back and he's like, I realized you were the one all along. No, no. I want the guy coming in riding on a stallion with 300 men with swords. And he's like, yo, what you doing, bro? I need your help. And all of a sudden he just, boom, God deals with him and he takes his wife and they ride off in the sunset. (laughs) All I'm saying is, is God's got your back, dude. God's got your back, everybody. He does. Whether you like to believe it or not, he's got, he definitely does. Oh. I read that, and I was just... I read that, and I was legit had a similar reaction. I was just laughing. Because I, I laugh when I get just amped up. I was just like, whoa, no way. <laughs> That's savage. And then I read another savage thing, too. Because, you know, God's been God's been showing me patience. And so, since he's been showing me patience, like, I don't know. I just get in these stupid mindsets where I'm like, you know, it, it, it's kind of like one of the, um, you know, crying out situations. It's just like, where are you at, God? And God's like, I'm right here. And I'm like, where are you at, God? Because I, I've been having a hard time. You know, I don't know if we got mixed signals. You know, I don't know if I'm stuck on airplane mode. It feels like I'm stuck on airplane mode because, you know, I've been really feeling God here recently. And so I'm just like, man, this is tough. And then all of a sudden I go and read. Um, I got recommended to read uh, the story of uh, Joseph uh, in Genesis. Genesis chapter 37 through 50. Uh, I, uh, I recommended y'all to read that last week anybody to read that last week but I went ahead and finished it myself and I got some crazy stuff from that as well um I'm trying to find where it's at oh um so Joseph has the gift of dream interpretation that's what Joseph has and in his story, um, uh, basically just chopping it up, I'm giving you the cliff notes. All right. I'm giving you like, you know, spark note. I don't know if you ever use spark notes in high school, uh, or whatever, just to quickly, you know, skim through a book to get that summary. So you can kind of like write a half halfway paper on it. I'm giving you the spark note version. So at this point, um, this is uh, chapter 40, um, and Joseph's in prison at this point because, he so he has the gift of you know dream interpretation he interpreted a dream about you know him being a ruler his brothers were like yeah no you're not going to be ruling over me sold him into slavery he was in slavery next thing you know he got into this mess with potiphar's wife because his potiphar's wife was like yo um let me you know like come on man like you know, let's, let's sleep with each other. And then all of a sudden he was like, no, runs out, gets a false accusation against him. Boom. Lands himself in prison. The dude has done nothing wrong. Okay. And he's just already just all odds are against him, but God was with him. Okay. So he has the gift of dream interpretation. This is where it comes in because Pharaoh was uh, mad. What was he mad at? Oh yeah. He was mad at his chief baker and his cheap cupbearer. That's what they were. The cheap cupbearer, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, you know, they did something wrong. Pharaoh didn't like it, threw them, threw them in the prison. 
And then they got these visions. They got these dreams. And they're like, I, I don't know how to interpret these dreams or visions. Like someone, you know, can someone interpret these for us? And then Joseph comes in and goes, well, um, I can't personally, but like, you know, God, you know, has helped me, will help me. And he like together, you know, like he'll help me interpret your dream. So what's up? So they give him, you know, the dream and Joseph tells the, <laughs> uh, what was he tells the chief cupbearer? Um, I think it was was it that Joseph said don't. I gotta get this right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna fool. I gotta go to Genesis. I think it was forty. Um, yeah he. he Okay, so he interpreted interpreted the chief cupbearer's dream, and it seemed pretty positive. Like, hey, yo, dude, you're gonna go back in the Pharaoh's sight, blah blah blah. Like, it's it was seemed pretty reasonable. Next thing you know, the chief baker comes in and goes, "All right, cool. Well, that seemed like a positive insight. Well, hey, Joseph, what you know, what was my dream interpretation?" Um, Joseph replied. The three baskets are three days. In just three days, Pharaoh will lift uh, up your head from off you and hang you on a tree. And then the birds will eat your flesh from your body. (laughs) I laughed when I heard that because I can only imagine Joseph talking to the one, to the uh, chief chief cupbearer and going like, yo, dude, you're going to be fine. Like, you're going to, Pharaoh will need you. And then the chief baker is just like, yo. Like, what's going to happen to me? And he's going to be like, yo, you're going to get hung. And then <laughs> I bet you his face was like, like, I would run at that point. I don't know if you, I don't know if you're allowed to run, but that's what I would have done. Like, I would have skedaddled right out of there. I would have been like, as soon as I got, like, thanks for telling me, giving me a heads up. I didn't know my head was on the line. Like, thank you. But yeah, it happened exactly what. You know, it happened exactly as Joseph Joseph vision. So, I don't know. I just have my brain goes to just different scenarios, and I just look at the Bible stories differently, and it just helps me. Like I look, I don't know. So I just I don't know. Some things. I guess the better way of saying it is things stick out to me differently. Um, and so I uh, things just stick out different, I guess. But. Yeah, so being impatient, that's what I've that's what God's been really teaching me. Is be patient, Dawson. Be patient because I'm so I get so amped up. I'm I'm my dad was the same way. When we get our minds on something, we got to do it. We got to do it to the best of our ability. We got to do it and we got to get it done. If we don't get it done and just uh, like it's just so stressful. You just get burnt out with that mentality. And being out here in Phoenix, it's like, it's been a long learning journey of just like, like these past four months has just been like me going, oh man, oh, I see this. Oh, I got to take advantage of this. Oh man, I got to, and God's just like, yo, hold your horses. Stop taking the reins. Stop trying to take the reins away from me, Dawson. I know what you're doing. And I'm like, man, just like, give me them, bro. And it's not worth it either. It's not. Like I in these seasons, it's very tempting to just like, like, all right, God, you're not doing it. You're not doing what I want you to do right now. 
You're not doing what you like. I want you to do. All right, cool. Yeah, I don't see you do anything. Well, give me them. Give me them. Mm-hmm. And you try to take the, you try to take the journey. You gotta fix my hair again. There we go. You try to take the journey in for yourself. You just take those reins and just. And it, it it doesn't stop or impede on, it doesn't stop what God's doing, but it just, you know, it's just going to make that journey longer because you're trying to take it and do it on your own. You know, it's like that lady at the Starbucks drive through when she didn't get her cup of coffee all, on time. And so she's trying to ruin everybody else. They try to take the reins on her. You can't take the reins at Starbucks, lady. All right, put the apron on. Try to put the apron on. You don't even know where to start with the coffee. And we're not going to show you. But yeah, it's not worth it. So if you're in a tough time right now, you don't see anything going on, keep praying. Okay? He, He is with you. God is with you just as he was with Joseph. Promise you that. He is with you just as he was with Joseph. And just as he was with David. And and the thing that kept on sticking out to me in both of those stories was the number of years that in between, the in-between part. That's what I was focused on. Joseph was in prison and in slavery for a combined total of 13 years before he even got noticed by Pharaoh to be his right-hand man. 13 years. David. 15 years of running away from Saul, running around, sparing Saul's life, constantly on the move, you know, and it's like, I look at those and I'm just like, okay, be patient, Dawson, because it's so, it's so easy in this world with the internet and everything else to get caught up with. Now we got to have it now. We got to do this now. We got to get this going now. We got to get married now. We got to get this career going now. I got to have this now, 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 now. We got to do this quick and fast and uh, we're just a very right now generation and a very just quick and fast, you know, nothing, nothing could take time. It's got to be instant. And I got, I get myself caught up in that all the time because I mean, social media doesn't make it any better. It doesn't make it any better at all. You got these influencers and stuff. They're like 23, 24 talking about how they made millions off of Bitcoin and what they're like, what are you, are you hustling? Are you hustling? Where you at? You're lazy. You do nothing. You gotta go out there and you gotta fight for it. You gotta put your neck out there to get chopped. I'm like, they don't even make sense half the time. They're like, bro, whenever you, whenever, whenever you separate the two facts of like, like the fact of like what you want over here and over there, and just uh, uh, you're like, what? Where are you? What are you even going with this? You're just not even making any sense. You don't even know what you're saying. You're just trying. You're just talking to talk. Okay, so don't get caught up with what people are saying on the internet. Don't get caught up, um, and, and and comparing. That's the thing too. Comparing. Oh man, I compare so much. I love to compare. I love to compare. I uh, but comparing. Nah, don't do it. I lo- I love it so much. Just like oh. How is he compared to me? How is so-and-so compared to me? How is that compared to me? How is this? Uh, uh, how am I doing compared to this? Compared to that? <sighs> comparing is my weakness. Comparing get, comparing will get you. Don't compare. 
somebody else's life and someone else's journey is going to be completely different than your journey. Just know that. It's going to be completely different. No one journey is going to be the same. Let's end this after party off right. I just want to say I love each and every one of y'all. This is the last uh, podcast episode of 2022. We're going to be going into 2023 hot and ready to go. Y'all, once again, thank y'all so much for listening, liking, subscribing, sharing. I mean, this went up 73%. Uh, I, I'm just going to say it again like because I said it last episode, but I, it's just exciting. Like I love doing this podcast. It's therapeutic. But also at the same time, I'm glad that people are getting something out of it and are enjoying listening to it and listen to me ramble of what's going on in this noggin, okay? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm just trying to glorify God in all that I do and have a fun, have fun, great time because who knows how long I'm going to be on this planet. Who knows? Jesus may be coming back in 2023. We, we don't know. But one thing is for sure. Um, live every day for Jesus. Glorify him in all that you do trust him like i that's the biggest thing that like going into 2023 that's the biggest thing that i'm gonna lean on is the fact that i need to be patient and trust on him and all and everything um because it's so easy during this like time of trials and stuff that you're just gonna like go all just like whatever try to take the reins yourself but i encourage you just stay stay in there lean on lord into 2023 lean on the lord all the way into 2023 see that light at the end of the tunnel and god's got you man just just as he did joseph and just as he did with david he's got you i promise and i know the holiday season is great uh for many but it's also hard for some and i experienced that uh this season uh, with being alone for not only on thanksgiving but on christmas and so it's like i I feel you and uh, it's tough Especially coming from the South where like the South, you know, they celebrate everything. Like it's just like, oh, yo, Jimmy got a B on a roll this semester. Oh, he did. Let's bring the family together and have a barbecue. So you go from that to like nobody. You're like, oh, man, it kind of hits a little bit. So like air hugs, air hugs for everybody in that department, air hugs for everybody uh, recovering uh, and going into 2023. We're going to be going strong. Uh, but thank you for listening, being an Igolite. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll be seeing y'all in 2023, baby. Oh, oh, oh.